Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Ezekiel chapter 47 and verse 1. If you're all there, say amen. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The temple was faced eastward. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was flowing from the south side. As a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits at 1,700 yards. And he led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through the water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in the river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river, verse 7. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. I want you to say that. For where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Engelim. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be many kinds, and the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Let's pray. Father, thank you. You're awesome. Give us living understanding and do what you want to do tonight. I pray and ask for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation through each and every one of us. I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay once again, that as I preach, you would burn faith in the hearts of each and every person that hears. I ask God that you would give me great liberality in preaching. I know I've given notes as you've directed me, I believe. And I thank you that I don't have to stick to them. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. In 1995, uh, we had a very special outpouring. And it changed our church. 
One of the funny stories of that outpouring, and what do you mean outpouring? It's where the Holy Spirit breaks out with power, service after service. It's not just like one really strong service. It's like a series, week after week, of a fresh release of the reign of God. There's a lot of different uh, terms used in Scripture. Rain, flooding, rivers. The power of God was demonstrated in remarkable ways. And even those that were a part of that time in 1995 that were not demonstrative in their worship and their lifestyle and their actions in church. The folks that weren't the kind that lifted their hands. Some of you got your hands in your pocket doing worship. You ain't nothing going to get your hands out of your pocket unless, of course, God touches you. And I remember being in a service, I think it was on a Monday night. I was sitting over on the right-hand side of the sanctuary and a man by the name of Carl, German descent, and it was a Lutheran from a long line of Lutherans. And he was serving as a missionary in a discipleship group that I was mandated to called Team Challenge. Actually, it wasn't mandated. I put myself in and it was a great help to me many years ago. And Carl, he was just very stoic. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I wasn't sure what was happening. There was people that were laughing, weeping, crying, falling off of their chairs or pews, being overcome, people on the floor. I, we weren't really sure what was happening, but, but we sensed God's spirit, God's power, just like, just like right now. God's here. His presence is here. His spirit is here. And may he increase. I'm sitting behind Carl, and I'll never forget what happened. All I see is Carl, big German guy who never laughed or never did. All I see is I see this. I was like, whoa. I'm sitting behind him like, what was that? I bumped my friend. And Carl's like, hmm. I mean, he made more noise then than we've ever heard him make. And I leaned forward. I said, Carl, are you okay? He goes, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, he gets louder and louder. And before you know it, he just, oh, it buckles. And like, I'm talking, the first thing that hit the carpet was his head. Okay, so it's not like he just slithered to the ground. It was like, hmm, and he fell off the pew, and his face hit the carpet, and he went down. And I thought, okay, this is real. <laughs> I knew Carl for about four months up until that point. I've never seen him smile. I hardly ever seen him do anything excitable, and he definitely isn't going to bring a scene ever. You know what I'm talking about? He's the last person. The very last person that would make a scene. Some of you are going to make a scene no matter where you go. <laughs> and during that time, this text in Ezekiel 47 was, it was preached. I don't know how many times I heard about the river, the river, the river of God, the river of God. 
Even not all that long ago, I remember Jim LaFoon preaching on the river. The river of the Holy Spirit. I remember what he said. He said, you look at Ezekiel 47, the river flows out of the threshold of the temple. And the further it gets from the house, the temple, the deeper and wider it gets. And he, he said prophetically, it's a picture that if you'll allow your gifts to be activated, you'll allow the Holy Spirit to flow in your life outside the house. Literally, the further you get away, like on a dance stage, there'll be a manifestation of power. God longs to touch the nations, longs to touch communities, longs to go to the place that hasn't had a move of God. 1995 changed my life. January. I met my wife in September, and I dragged her to one of those meetings. First meeting, she got saved. I don't even think she knew what she was doing. She's like, her hand automatically went up, and she like ran to the front, got touched by God, gave her life to Christ. We've never left. Ezekiel 47 is a passage that's especially meaningful to us, to this church back then and even now. Look at this passage. Ezekiel's having a vision. He's a priest. He's in exile. And he has a vision with seven specific components. Seven specific components. Now, do you, do you have notes? All right, fill these in as we move along. Water comes from under the threshold of the temple, verse 1. You'll see that. Number 2, you'll see that it becomes a mighty river, but it's no, there's no tributaries. There's nothing flowing into it. It's just coming from the temple, but it gets bigger and brighter. And Come on, deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. <laughs> deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a... Flowing deep and wide. All right. So there's no water flowing into it other than at the temple. It's a picture that the river, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit, I'm getting ahead of myself, but comes from the house of God to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring freedom, to bring His kingdom. The river flows from Jerusalem to the Jordan Valley. If you go and study this out, into the Dead Sea. We visited the Dead Sea. It's dead. There's nothing that lives there. They make a lot of money out of creams and stuff that they scrape from the mud of the Dead Sea. I guess it's really good for you. Dead stuff that's good for you. Nothing lives there. It's the lowest place on the whole earth. The lowest place in the earth is the Dead Sea. The lake, they say that it's evaporating. You'll see five, that life takes place wherever the river flows. It's verse 9 and 10. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. I want you to say, life flows where the river is. Say that. Life flows where the river is. The New Testament in Corinthians, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And what, if you look at the, in the Koine Greek to understand what that really means, it means this. Where the Holy Spirit is allowed to be Lord, then there's liberty. Then there's freedom. Then there's life. Now, what I'm about to say, you might not agree with, but I'm just going to tell you my professional opinion, and I have been a pastor for over 20-something years, 
And so I have a little bit of an experience, all right? It's not 50 years. I was uh, talking with Pastor Gallardo today. Pastor Peter Gallardo, how many of you know who that is? Great man of God, sowed 34 years of his life into this valley. I th- was able to thank him today. He's retiring. I guess he had a stroke. We prayed for complete healing. He's, he's retiring. Another, another man is taking over. Young guy in his 40s. And I didn't realize that he had planted that church in Palmer and was able to just thank him. And what came out of my mouth was, all those seeds you've sown here, I'm here to help harvest them. We're going to see it happen. I've, and, I, and I said, I've given my, I've pledged my life to him. I'm not moving. I want you to know. If you don't like me, tough. We're here to get a great harvest. What I've found, there's a whole movement that warns, a warning of pastors and leaders of burnout. Now, let me just tell you, you don't ever have to worry about me burning out. I ain't ever going to burn out. Why is that? Because I did that already. I, I, I tasted it. I don't like it. Hey, I don't like burnout. I don't like feeling dead. I don't like feeling like too much jam over too little toast or vice versa. I, I do not like that. Something happened to me this week that reminded me of how to never burn out. You want to know how to never burn out? Stay in the river. Stay in the river. Live in the river. Swim in the river. Drink from the river. Drink, chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug. Drink, drink, chug-a-lug, chug Drink. Be refreshed. Now I'm just going to say it again. You might, you might not sense a difference in what's taking place here today, but I do, and I know what I feel in my spirit. Something's changed. Something's different. Something's fresh. Something's new. God's doing something. I'm so excited I could just swing out over a hill on a corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. How did that happen? Simple. I said goodbye to everybody and said hello to the river. Read the New Testament, almost all of it. Large swaths of scripture. Prayed in tongues for hours and dug holes with dirt. You know, dirt can't talk back. It's amazing. Planted bushes. They don't know how, they don't have an opinion either. They didn't care if I put them three feet out or three feet in. It was just me and Jesus and Pastor Karen come to supervise. (laughs) And I found myself like walking in the garden of the Lord. In my own front yard, a staycation, which they told me never works. Will it work for me? And I realized, oh, there is a black hole that wants to suck me out of my intimate time with God. There's so much draw to pull you away from your time with the Lord. You know, you don't have to take a week to do it, but I, you know, I remember we took vacation with the Haggerty's. And we took our kids to Kansas City to the International House of Prayer, Bo and Hannah. Do you remember that? Long time ago. Really long time ago. And you know what we did for vacation? We went and prayed for five and six hours in the prayer room. 
weeping, worship, dance, the whole thing. Lost my mind in there. Would just stumble out like, whoa, God. Wow, it was so amazing. I don't believe in burnout if you stay in the river. You don't stay in the river, you're going to burn out. And I'm not just talking about being a pastor or being a minister. I'm talking about your entire life. It's got to come from your, the life source. The kingdom of God has got to flow through you. If you get cut off of that, then, yeah, you're going to have problems. I'm going to tell you, Timothy, I'm, su- I'm super proud of you. Where are you at? I'm super proud of you. Because Timothy didn't just walk in here and just, just oh, yeah, he just did. No, he came and stayed in the river. He lived in the river. He said, I mean, like, I wish I could travel across America on an international team. Well, you don't need a wishbone. You need a backbone. What Timothy did is he sowed his life into this place. And he said, like, all that John Duke, all that John. John Duke sowed his life in here. He he wasn't just here for a week and launch off and now does. he's, He's doing meetings all over America. He's being called on to go to this place and that place. I mean, he's just on fire leading people to Jesus going to hell. Oh, how can that happen to me? Serve God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And God can take the likes of you, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And I'll tell you that many people don't want to sow into the vision. Don't want to sow into the river. They don't want to live there. They don't want to commit. They don't want to serve. Well, God, I just don't know what's happening. Well, well duh. He hadn't been in church in like eight months. This might be offensive, but welcome to Kings. I was driving the new church truck, which I, I, (laughs) hey, I was driving the new church truck, and uh, nobody knew we got a new truck. So it's a new church truck that I'm driving in, so you couldn't recognize me because I'm, I'm driving some of the truck. It's not like my white diesel that you can hear coming from a quarter mile away. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blowing coal. And it's a sign of revival. <laughs> hey! All the Dodge Cummings dealers and lovers of, of Dodge say, Hallelujah. Ford found on the road anyway so we get this truck and I'm driving in town and it's rush hour it's like we have a rush hour around here it lasts for maybe 30 minutes if they're doing road work it could last longer and as I come up on someone that was was a part of the church I'm I'm about to roll my window down and say hey man what's going on hallelujah so I, as I'm pulling up, I'm rolling my window down. Their window comes down, and they let out a giant cloud from their vape pipe. And I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't say anything right now. As I just put the window back up, and I kind of faded back a little bit. You know, so I didn't look up and like, oh, it's Pastor. And so I called on the cell phone. I thought that would be the next thing. So I called on the phone. Hey, bro. It wasn't Toby. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, those days are long gone. Isn't that right, brother Toby? They didn't have any of that nonsense when we were fools before we gave our lives to Jesus. 
I called on the cell phone. I said, hey, man, how's it going? Hey, pastor, good to hear your voice. I'm like, yeah, and I can see him. He can't see me. I'm, I'm incognito. I'm, I'm undercover, baby. And I'm looking. I can see him. He's like, you know, when people, it's, like a, it's like a kung fu movie because they talk, and then you hear them. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You can see him. Like, hey, pastor. Hey, pastor, how's it going? I said, hey, are you doing good? Oh, yeah, man, I'm good. I said, all right. Are you going to church anywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going such and such and so and so. I said, oh, praise God. Are you serving the Lord? Yeah. You live in holy? Oh, yeah. You know that's right. Am I good? I don't remember some of the challenges you had before. How you doing now? Oh, victory. I'm thinking. Well, what's that vape smoke coming out of your window? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I wanted to. I wanted to, Minister Barry. I wanted to say, what's that giant cloud? Are you smoking crack? I mean, I didn't know what it was. And I watched, I watched this particular person serve, 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 get offended, fade, 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 fade. They'd show up every so often, fade, 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 gone. Another church. Stay. Everybody say, stay in the river. Look at six swamps and marshes are dead. Stagnant water. Listen, if you're not flowing, you're stagnant. If you, listen, you stay here and get fed the meals that are served up in this place, all the gas and all the stuff that's happening, and you don't flow, you will soon be dead. You'll soon be marsh. I remember years ago, went to Scotland, and the, isle, the island of Iona we went to, which is the birthplace of Christianity in, in the British Isles right there. Columba, or Colombo, not, not, not Columbus, the different one, uh, came from Ireland to bring the gospel to Iona, and then from there it, it went throughout all of Great Britain. It's, it's a history of, of Britain and revival and Christianity there. Iona is where the, the clan chieftains are buried, and it's quite a place. I went there, and they have this, they call it the Fountain of Youth. And all the way on the top of the mountain, there's this Fountain of Youth, and like you have to really find, you have to look hard, and it's impossible to find, and blah, 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 blah. So I went off to find the, the, the Fountain of Youth, and I brought a, a glass bottle. And I looked and looked and looked and looked, and there was a young man playing the Olins, the, the lowland pipes, Irish bagpipes. And I remember the Spirit of God coming on me, and uh, his wife was playing a penny whistle. The, I'll never forget what it did to my soul. I just, I don't know, it was so powerful. And as I was talking to them, I look and I see this sort of, I see some water, and it's the fountain of youth. I find it. So I take a bottle and I fill up the fountain of youth. And, uh, you know, water. And it's filled with, oh, it's just got all this nasty in there, slime and everything. I cap it, and I put it in my luggage, and I bring it home. I put it on my windowsill in my apartment in New York City. And uh, about six months later, I have a slideshow of my trip to Europe. I lived in Greece for a little while. Show, show, you know, remember slideshow, Bell and Howell? That doesn't ring a bell? Okay. 
You know, we all got phones now, but back then you had slides, a little slideshow. God help you if the thing fell over, you'd be trying to put them in order forever. Now you just drag and click and it all goes together. We do a little slideshow and have people over and watch the slideshow and have some food. And my brother Chris spends the night that night. And since he's not here, I'm going to tell the whole story. <laughs> and so he spends the night that night. And we had the, we had the, bottle, the, the, the fountain of youth water out because, you know, it was right here, it was right there. We had taken a picture. And this is the fountain of youth. This is the water. We go, wow, wow, everybody look at it. Woo. And we put it down. Chris is asleep on the couch, you know, small little apartment. Well, I wake up in the morning, you know, time for coffee. Hey, man. You know you love coffee when you go to sleep thinking, oh, I get to have coffee when I wake up. <laughs> Raise your hand if that's you. You go to sleep and you think, oh, I get a great cup of coffee in the morning. All right, you're all addicted. I break that thing right now in the name of Jesus. Be free from that bondage. Uh, but I heard that coffee's good for you, so, you know. Fourth, eggs were bad. Now they're good. Butter was bad. The margarine was sinking. How many of you know they don't have any clue? They don't know anything. They all don't know anything. Serve God with all your heart. Yes, the authorities eat margarine. Right. I never gave up butter. I don't know about you, but glory to God for butter. Amen. Say, fat's not good for you. That's not even true. Okay, where are we before we start talking about keto and all kinds of stuff? Okay, yeah. So, the river. We're going to get back to the text. Y'all okay? Is it hot in here? I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I got it. So I wake up in the morning to see my brother Chris, who's still sleeping. And I look, and next to him is this fountain of youth water bottle, and there's like a third left. <laughs> I'm like, dude. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude, what happened? What do you mean? I said, what happened? You drank the, where's the water? He's like, I don't know. Oh. Oh, I woke up, I was really thirsty, and I drank. <laughs> he gurgled down all that slime. He must have drank in faith because it didn't hurt him, not one bit. I don't know how we got into that. Enjoy it as an isolated hole. Oh, yeah, swamps and marshes stay dead. It was a very, very dangerous thing to drink, but somehow it didn't. You think you get Giardia or something, but you didn't get anything. I'll tell you what is dangerous, and I'll tell you what brings burnout. Quit serving. Stop serving. Stop pouring. Stop giving. Begin to think about yourself and your problems, your challenges, your trials. Focus on your... The, the more I look at myself, the fatter I get. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You're just like, man... Start feeling slow. Think about, think about all the pain. Don't. Don't do this. But I mean, if you think and meditate about all the pain that's in your body, you're going to start thinking up some new areas that you didn't even think about. Oh, yeah. No, my, is anybody at back? No. Oh, wait. Maybe. Wait. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ow. Right? Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes on the throne. Get your eyes on the river. Get your eyes on the outpouring. Stop belly aching and looking at every wind and wave of problem and get to swimming 
in the river. Don't be stagnant. There's always people that are naysayers. Always people that are just... Right. On both sides of the river, look at seven, the seventh component. On both banks of the river, there's fruit trees that will bear fruit mightily. It's a picture of the blessing. Fruit trees, verse 2, on all, of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Wow. Their leaves will not wither. It reminds me of the book of Revelation. Nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. That is a picture of what will happen to your life if you stay connected to the house of God. If you plug in and start serving in your gifts and your talents. I want to tell you that there's nothing greater than serving in God's house and being a part of a move of the Spirit of God. If you get isolated, you become all swampy. And stinketh. The picture of the river of God. It is mentioned in many other passages. I'm going to read some of these to you. Joel 3, 18. It'll come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drip. Come on, somebody say dripping. Shall drip with new wine. The hills shall flow with milk. Sorry for all you lactose intolerant people. And all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. The fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Achazos. It's a picture of a river. You see it throughout Scripture. That's Joel 3. Zechariah chapter 13. In that day, a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the people of Jerusalem for, for sin and impurity, for cleansing them, in other words. In that day, verse 8 of uh, Zechariah 14.8 In that day living waters shall flow out of Jerusalem Half of them to the eastern sea That's the Dead Sea Half of them to the western sea That's the Mediterranean It will be summer as well as winter In John chapter 4 in verse 14 Whoever drinks the water that I give Will never be thirsty again This is John 4.14 4, But the water that I give him Will become in him a spring of water Welling up, flowing Babbling within him, says the amplified version. A river, rivers of living water will flow out of your innermost being. The, 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 the Greek is the, your koileia, out of your innermost being, out of your spirit. What, what Jesus is saying in John 4 is if you feed on him, if you rest in him, if you uh, abide in him, if you remain in him and you die to yourself and you pick up your cross and you serve God with all your heart, what will flow from you is not swampy, nasty, stinking waters, but a river that brings life to everywhere you go. And Timothy, that's what's in you. You got a river in you. And I'm going to tell you right now, I prophesied over you before, I'm going to say it again, what's in you is not in some of the places that you're going. That river will continue to bubble even though you won't be here you're taking a coal from this place into that place and you're going to receive a coal from them as well and I pray according to the will of God if it be God's will you come back and bring it to us as well may you fulfill all of your purpose and destiny take over have a move of God we need spirit filled Holy Ghost Holy Ghost filled people in dance and ballet and in the arts and in the media Come on, somebody say in politics. You know that's right. We need people that are full 
of the river, not full of something else. Revelation 22, and the angel showed me, verse 1, a river of water of life, clear and crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of the street. On either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. Does that sound familiar? Because Ezekiel 47 is talking really about that. On earth as it is in heaven. We are in the midst of an outpouring. How do you know that? I know it. How do you know? I just know. Something happened this morning that turned and shifted within me. I mean, the services were powerful. Powerful services. And I went to go do a, perform a wedding. And when I was at the wedding, the same anointing that was here upon us on Sunday morning fell on the, con- on the congregation there of witnesses at that wedding. And it was, it was powerful. I thought, God, what are you doing? And he says, it's a river. Everywhere you go. Come on, some, raise your right hand to heaven. Say, everywhere I go, the river will flow. Come on, say it again. Everywhere I go, the river will flow. Because the greater one's in the inside of me. I'm telling you, you can make it. You don't have to say that part, but you can make it. You can more than make it. You can overcome. And you can bring power and authority and healing and deliverance everywhere you go. Stop being a thermometer and start being a thermostat. Start changing things. Realize that when you show up, God in you is showing up. When you pray for somebody, come on, signs and wonders are going to break out. Quit living beneath your God-given, blood-bought right and begin to walk in a new power, walk in destiny, walk in purpose. Live in the river. church in the city I know they weren't saved but there's got to be something about Creedence Clearwater Revival (laughs) come on lift your hands to heaven the river is a picture of the Holy Spirit to dead church in the city. (laughs) What are you so happy about? Happy. Filled with joy. This river is a picture of the Holy Spirit at work in the world today. He brings life. Come on, somebody say he brings life. He makes a dead to live again. He makes a lame to walk, blind to see. He healed you. He healed me. He's a river in the midst of his people. 
whole teaching on the river and the power of the Holy Spirit has got to move past some theological platitude and move into your heart. If there's no signs, wonders, and miracles in your life, I'm going to tell you whose fault it isn't. It isn't God's. You come up with a theology or an argument for why that wouldn't happen for you when God is longing to flow through you like a gusher. But we don't really know who we are. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm born again. I've been made new. He lives in me. I live in Him. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I have every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the lender, not the borrower. God loves me. God loves me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am his friend. The fountain, the river, flows from his throne to me. Whenever I'm tired, whenever I'm weary, I just lift my hands, I lift my heart, I fix my gaze upon him, and he comes like a flood. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be stressed. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be depressed. For God's on the throne. He made a way for you and me, yes. Come on, Texas. He made a way for you and me, yeah. He made a way. He's going to call these dry bones to live. He's going to cause, he's going to cause the marshes to come alive. Thank you, Joel. It's going to make us fruitful. Back in your notes as I sing the answers to all the blanks. It's going to make us fruitful. Oh, you're going to be not a fruit cake. You're going to be fruitful, says the Lord. Makes us fruitful. The forest trees are a picture of growth, a picture of the kingdom. Trees, all kinds of trees. Oh, he, he makes us fishers of men. All these fish, all the different kinds of fish. It's a picture of, just look around, red and yellow, black and white, maybe every different kind of color up in here. I mean, what, somebody said, well, predominantly, what, what, you know, what you know, kind of culture is your church? White church, black church? I don't know what you all are. Serious blend, serious blend. Go ahead and look. I honestly can't see predominant, I can't see a predominant color at all. Can you? When I go to a church, it's predominantly one color, white or black. Or... It's weird to me. If you don't like many kinds of fish, you're going to hate heaven. Fruit of the Spirit continually seen in our lives. Through the Holy Spirit bringing healing and refreshing to others. Wow. People come for healing. The Holy Spirit desires to manifest in a greater way 
than we have ever seen in all our life. He said, I want that. Then just do what he did. Just do it. Just do what Timothy did. I told you I'm using you as an illustration. I'm super proud of you. Like a dad, I'm proud of you. fathers and mothers. Little boys, little girls need fathers and mothers. And I don't know where you've come from or what's going on and maybe your father didn't know what a special gift God sent to him. Your mother might have not known. But we know. What I love about the church is if you, even if you didn't have a dad or you didn't have a mom, you can come and get a new one right here. Not to take the place or undermine your parents. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is we all need healing. We all, we all need to work together. I see a young man, Timothy, come in and serve with joy and morning prayer going for it. It's not about works. It's the healing power that will flow through you if you stay in the river. And some of you think that you can come for an hour and a half. I know none of you. Y'all, Sunday night, y'all, I'm preaching to the choir right now. Thank you. Touch, 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 touch. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. Let the wind of the Spirit blow. <laughs> you know what? This is a picture of religion, actually. It's a simulated wind. Feels good, though. And religion can ease your conscience a little bit, but can never set you on fire. And it doesn't, listen, listen, Los Angeles has had more revivals than at about every of any other major, wow, there's other speeds. Religion is like wind, a stench in the nostrils of God. I'll just use the word wind. Lift your hands to heaven. <laughs> Los Angeles has had more supposed revivals than any other city, and yet still, even to this day, it is the largest purveyor of pornography in the world. In the world. We don't need another revival. We need an outpouring of the Spirit that changes the very fabric of our culture and the arts and all the mountains of influence. Can you say amen? How is that going to happen? It's not going to happen by us resting on our laurels, hoping that God sends another, you know, I don't know, think of some great revivalist. He's calling on you. He's calling on me. And He wants to fill us full of the Spirit and heal us so much that we can then go into a dance you know, a, a ballet team or what do you call it? A ballet troupe? I don't think that's it. Uh, house? Ballet house? Okay. Company, I got it. That you, you can go in and invade that place. How many of you know they need the fire of the Holy Ghost? I know it's a Christian organization. Who's going who's gonna to invade politics? Mayor Edna, God bless you. Praise the Lord. 80 years old. 
Where's the 40-year-olds? I mean, God, please don't hear me wrong. We need to raise up a whole nother generation. I'm 55. I feel like I'm 25, but I'm 55. And he's really old. We have a whole nother generation that are going to get filled with the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost to bring healing to families, to bring restoration, to bring peace. Oh, there's a river. There's a river. Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. There's a river that flows from the throne. Was that the next point? That was kind of cool. I've never seen that before. Is that happening behind me? If the Holy Spirit becomes just part of our religious teaching, but we're not, but He's not allowed to flow and do what He desires to do, we'll become dead spiritually. Our response, as I close, we must commit ourselves to receive from the Lord all that He has. And serve. Are you telling me to serve again? Do you want to walk in the fullness of what God has or not? If you want to be a religious person, then just keep coming. I'll preach you out of that. Keep coming. If you want to be religious, I'm telling you, there's a whole another place. There's a whole well, whole joy that's brought up from wells of salvation. There's a place where the burden breaks. There's a place where the yoke is destroyed. There's a place of joy, unspeakable and full of glory, but it doesn't come by half-time, part-time worshipers. It comes by people who are willing to go after God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul and all their strength. If you're not willing to do that, please keep coming because I'll preach you right out of that thing. I'll make you crazy. You'll hate it because there's a place of freedom. Woo! <laughs> what an unusual service. For all of you focused people, our response to the Holy Spirit, be jump into the river of God. And lastly, let the Holy Spirit refresh and renew you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.